Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. As we get into now the uh, the legal tampering period of NFL free agency, and then Wednesday's when obviously the the year begins and free agency opens and then moves really start to be made. We are seeing moves already starting to be made, but the biggest move that really the whole league is waiting on, and in two markets it's critical, and that's with the Jets in New York and Packers in Green Bay, and that is Aaron Rodgers. And all reports are that a deal's in place between the teams, an agreement's there, that the, that the Packers have told Aaron Rodgers that you know you are free to go, and they are ready to make the move. The Jets are ready to take him in. It's Aaron Rodgers that, according to reports, has yet to commit whether or not he is all in on playing for the Jets or if maybe he just wants to walk away and retire because it does not seem to be, at least not right now, any other team in on this deal. So as we wait and the anxiety starts to uptick a little bit, you wonder, he doesn't have a lot of time. And he told Brandon Marshall that we will know soon. So with that in mind, how soon? Let's get what it would be like from a front office perspective from our front office expert, Mike Tannenbaum, who joins us right now. Mike T, what deadline would you give Aaron Rodgers if you were running the Jets right now? Yeah, it's sooner rather than later, guys, because, um, you know, as we discussed earlier, I I don't want to lose out on Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, who reportedly is negotiating right now between Houston and uh, the Raiders. So, to me, I got to create a massive sense of urgency. How do you do it? Because you also don't want to, you know, like you want to make sure that you have a good relationship with him, that you're not forcing him into anything. You know how he can get. So it's delicate, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, at some point, you know, Al, you got to say to yourself, hey, is this going to be worth it? You know, if he's going to have this sort of trepidation to come, you know, playing football, you can ask your co-host, is really hard to do. And there's a lot of scrutiny, you know, in this part of the country. And if he's not going to be all in to work with all these young players from Brees Hall to Elijah Moore to Garrett Wilson, you know, do we really sure that we want him? When you when, when you think about it, uh, what type of pressure is Green Bay putting on Aaron Rodgers for a decision? Because he's holding them up as well, too. Um, they have to figure out how much money they're, they're going to um, take or what the what the compensation is for for them. And if Aaron Rodgers comes back or decides to go back there, what where do they go from there? Yeah, well, you know, they have Jordan Love, and they feel really good about his improvement. So, um, uh, again, if I think Green Bay has a much stronger hand here, Bart, just from a standpoint, like they have a quarterback that they feel really good about. Obviously, the Jets don't, um, and that creates a big sense of urgency if I'm the Jets. And obviously, from the Green Bay standpoint, from a cap standpoint, cap standpoint, you would get this worked out sooner than later, but you do have, you know, a little bit more time here. Um, so I think the greater sense of urgency is clearly with the Jets. All right, Mike, so as we wait for this to happen, there's other moves going on around the NFL. From a Giants perspective, they bring back Sterling Shepard. They move on from Kenny Galladay. The Broncos uh, reportedly, according to Dan Graziano, they could be trading one of their wide receivers, whether it's, you know, K.J. Hamler or Jerry Judy or or, or, uh, Cortland Sutton. Would you, if you were the Giants, try to get in on something like this? Bart said earlier no because he thinks it would be too high a price and he would go elsewhere. Would you be interested in talking to the Broncos? Yeah, I like Jerry Judy a lot. You know, again, if I get him for a third-round pick, I'm probably interested beyond that. Um, you know, this draft, to me, like, there'll be a lot of um, – there are 
maybe are not like the top line receivers that we see in the past, but like, there's a number of good ones like a Jackson Smith and Jigba, for example, had a great workout in Indy. Um, so to me, there's not a lot in free agency this year. That's why I think OBJ will do well. Um, so I think Jerry Judy would make sense from a giant perspective. Speaking of OBJ and some type of reunion, would it be too much to ask um, if OBJ came back to the Giants or anywhere he went for him to be a number one at this point in his career? Really, what is he? And, you know, what's the range? Because there's been reports that he may believe that he's worth $20 million a year. At what point, what is he? And, and what would be your um, level of risk you're willing to take if you're the Giants? Yeah, Bart. Yeah, you know, Peter King had this in his column this morning. You know, he's only averaged seven games over the last three years. Um, he's just not the same player. So I would protect his upside if he returns to greatness, but I would have to hedge uh, dramatically in terms of, like, what we expect to get out of him. I mean, it's, you know, that's a guy that I think we – I don't know. Like, my, we in media, we get caught up in some personalities – and so they get extra coverage because of what they used to be when it comes to clicks and attention and obviously how many people have just that, that catch alone, right, people still talk about. But is he somebody that maybe has more hype than potential at this point after the injuries he's been through? I mean, the last time we saw him, Odell was, was going to win MVP in the Super Bowl. Like, he still was a high-end player. But is that something that we create in the media because of who he is? He is a he's he's a a name, but as a front office you know executive, do you put anything into that, or do you just look at him now as somebody that wouldn't be a, a top tier player that could be an impactful player? Yeah, yeah, he's still a good player. I don't know if he's a great player again. The the best way to protect yourself would be uh, to give him an incentive laden contract. Okay, like so, I want I want to go through something else because you know, in light of uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe maybe being a Jet, maybe not being a Jet, they're they're cleaning up a lot of salary cap space, and they still, I think, you know, if they decide to move on from Corey Davis and move on from Carl Lawson and maybe restructure uh, Franklin Myers, if 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 it is Jimmy G, who you're going to go after, who's not going to be the same price tag um, as. Uh, as Aaron Rodgers, do you consider maybe going after an Orlando Brown Jr. or something like that and making sure that you can maybe solidify the offensive line? Would that be just as impactful as bringing in Aaron Rodgers, bringing in a young pro bowler at left tackle and making sure you have some insurance for first Beckton and Dwayne Brown and putting a guy like Jimmy yeah, G behind there? I like it a lot, absolutely. I think until you fortify the lines and, you know, look – that's what we had you know, with all those good Jet teams. Like, it starts to – I, I love um, – Kaylee, I'm surprised that he didn't get franchised. I love Orlando Brown. I think he's a really good upper echelon left tackle. So, um, with Mekhi Becton's durability, always going to be a concern, you know, just watching him over the last couple of years. I think that's a really good move for the Jets just from a standpoint. You can't have enough good offensive linemen. So, Mike, do, do you, you sound pessimistic about Rodgers because we're in a waiting mode. For him just to, well, to make a decision, just, yeah. right? Yeah, Alan, I just feel like, you know, you go out there, you bring the owner, the head coach, the GM, and, like, let's go. Like, you either want to do this or you don't. And, you know, we, we talked this morning on Get Up. Like, if we go back a year ago, when, when Tom Brady unretired guys, he did it, this like, what would have been the equivalent of last night. 
And one of their big moves, the Buccaneers at the time, was they re-signed a great center in Ryan Jensen. And, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we could say he's weird or whatever. He has earned the right to do whatever he wants. But from a team-building perspective, like if he's in, obviously he wants to do it for a lot of money, $60 million, right? But you also want to do it for your legacy and win a championship. And, you know, free agency is already an hour old. And it just it matters, like, if I'm the Jets, I have two big scenarios, if Rodgers is here or if he's not, and it impacts so many decisions. I've sat in the seat, and I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to know tomorrow or Wednesday that he doesn't know today. And candidly, he should have told the Jets and the Packers, hey, like, by Saturday, guys, like, I went away, I went to a retreat. Like, whatever you want to do, you want to do, just just let us know. Well, you know what he did? He, he watched the Knicks beat the Lakers last night. That's what he did. And so maybe got to drew some inspiration from that. But what what if he did tell them? What if he did tell them and he just wants them to keep it under their hat and wait till I go on my sh- on a show with my friend and break the news there like I did last year when he gave McAfee the the extension news? Like like is it could it be as could it be that simple that he just is asking them? Look, I'm coming. Just don't say anything. And can you keep that big of a secret? Yeah, I know, but, like, what's the point here? Like, you know, like, there's a time and place to help your friends. I get all that, but, like, you're holding up. Again, we're assuming he's playing. You're holding up your chance to win a championship. And, and like, that's what this is all about. And, you know, I don't Again, if that's what you're waiting on, I just feel like there's a time and a place to make these appearances. Right, okay. And so with that in mind, if, let's say, just some point in the next 24 hours, he just comes out with the idea of, you know what, I just it's not in my heart anymore to play, and I'm just not going to do it, right? I can't see myself wearing another jersey. I'm done, like whatever it is, and he just walks away. What is to me like? What is your? Because we all have our plan Bs, and we know that Derek Carr is now no longer a part of a plan B. What would be yours? What would be your? All right, now we've got to turn our attention and full steam ahead and go get this guy. Who would it be for you? Yeah, Garoppolo. You know, he's a good player. Obviously, he's had durability issues, but. You pair him with Mike White, and you're better than you were a year ago. Simple as that. Now, now tell me this, um, because let's let's just say that you know you lose out on him. Is it? Do you do you believe that uh, that Matthew Stafford is available? Because when you look at what they're doing in in Los Angeles, you know, trading Jalen Ramsey, Ragnar's gone. Um, it's you know they they cut Leonard Floyd. Would that be a viable option to maybe go and see if you if, if he can be had? Because it doesn't look like that team is going to be winning any championships anytime soon. And at this point, Matthew Stafford, who people thought that he was going to retire before he got the extension, at this point, it should be for him about winning championships or nothing. So, do you think you can maybe is you think he can he'll be available? Yeah, I think that's fair, Bart. Look, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking into everything. You know, like. Stafford's one, Tannehill's another. I just think you got to keep going until you get a guy. Um, and every hour this time of year is consequential. Like, free agency, again, is over an hour old. So, yeah, Stafford's certainly something else I would be looking at. Now, when you, really look at when you look at a guy like Leonard Williams, right, um, Giants got a lot of needs. Uh, who knows what they're going to do with Julian Love. You know, uh, Marcus Peterson, I think, would be a great addition to them simply because he works well in Wink Martindale's system. But they need a linebacker. They need a safety. They need a, a wide receiver. And and you're looking at Saquon and his deal. 
But it seems like it's a two-for-one sale for, like, all pro, pro bowl caliber uh, running backs. Like, how do you even assess, like, his, his job? Is it a cautionary tale, too, when you look at the fact that Dalvin Cook potentially can be out, Arson Eckler is going to be there, Miles Sanders is out there, Derrick Henry's on the block. Is that a cautionary tale to the Giants? Yeah, I think Barkley's a little bit different because he's so dynamic out of the backfield. Um, and, look, it's $10 million. It's not 15 or 20 So I actually think they're getting decent value on, on, on Saquon, and um, I thought that was a good move to keep him. All right, Mike. Well, like you said, hour in and no movement at all Crickets. when it comes to the quarterback situation. It just feels like that first domino has got to fall. If you're Jimmy G, almost like Derek Carr, you kind of wait that out. Derek Carr didn't want to wait any longer. Jimmy G might want to. It's the Raiders and the Texans so far in on him, but the Jets might jump in if Aaron Rodgers gives them a heads up that, you know what, I changed my mind. I don't think I want to play anymore. And you know, that, that's, that, that's got to be the worst place to be right now if you're Joe Douglas, just sitting and waiting. Mike, good to talk to you. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Mike Tannenbaum, again, with all the experience that he has in front offices. But he didn't sound very optimistic. He sounds, yeah, yeah. It, it, right? Like, he it, doesn't it, sound like he's... It's exhausted. Although he never really sounded like he thought this was a good idea to begin with. You know, like I remember even last week that he said, didn't he say he would have gone for Derek Carr? Because that's the known and he would have done that. Uh, he like he never sounded like he was all in on this. And a while ago he was. He talked about the Brett Favre experience that he had making that move and what it can do for you. But then little by little, he seemed to like back off it. And even today, like he sounds like, look, we went, we flew out, we met you. Yeah, what the owner came. Know? We sat down with you for a whole day. Like, let's go. Like, we got to get we got to get to business now. And you know, he's kind of holding things up. Yeah. But I still feel like there's I don't know. Like, I don't know why the vibe I get and what I got yesterday was sort of like somebody that was pretty much in peace. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I got you. He seemed like and he if he's peace, retired in his mind, look. he should have told them. Yeah, that, like if if he's retired in his mind, then he would have told them already. Yeah, because that's un, that's unprofessional to me. You can't do like that. that. That's unprofessional. That leaves bad blood because it's just like, man, what did we do to you other than express um, the desire to sign you to you know to play for our team? Why would you be so reckless and, and and why would you do that to us? Like you know that that would really that really piss me off. Well, it's it's doing it to one franchise, doing it to the Packers. Alan Lazard, like you're doing it, like essentially you're impacting some people here. And if you just need extra time to think about it, you've had a lot of time to think about it. And you met with this team. So that's why I just, part of me feels like he knows and he's just waiting for the time he wants to announce it. And he doesn't want it leaked out because you know how he really loves to control his message. That's something he loves to do. And if I'm the Jets and I know something, this is that one time you don't leak it out. You don't like this is not a time that you leak it to Shefty. But man, come you on, don't. Man. You can't like, do it. Yeah, but it's like, come on, man. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's the see again from a fan perspective. That's the frustrating part. It's like what what are we waiting for? That's the part we're all we're all frustrated about. But if you're the Jets, you kind of have to ride this out for a little bit before you. I, I think tomorrow's when you say, all right, enough's enough. We got to get some business done here. Yeah, before it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, I think today you got to live through it, but tomorrow is when I think you got to know. 
I don't think it's today. Because I know everybody's like, oh, this move's being made. Everybody's making moves. What moves are being made that are like earth-shattering? What happened today already in the first hour that made you go, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're far behind? Nothing. Now, if Jimmy Garoppolo is like on the verge of signing with the Raiders, I, then I'd probably get a little concerned. It's not really the start of free agency till Wednesday. Well, that's – yeah, that's this is now when you can talk. Yeah, this is when you write them all down and then – Exactly. What, 1201, all this yeah. stuff comes out. I'm just saying if you're a franchise, you've waited 50 years to win a Super Bowl, I could wait another day. I can wait another day. 800-919-3776. Arthur's in Long Island. What's up, Arthur? Arthur. Ar- Got us on mute. Art. Right, Arthur, try, try us back. Try us back. Hey, ESPN, Disney Channel, and the NHL are teaming up to bring fans the NHL Big City Greens Classic. It's the first ever live animated NHL game telecast. It's featuring the Washington Capitals versus the New York Rangers. March 14th, isn't that tomorrow? At 7 p.m. The old <laughs> cast of Big City Greens can be seen on Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, Disney Channel, and Disney XD with the regular cast of the game on ESPN. It's all happening Tuesday, that's tomorrow, March 14th at 7 p.m. Now, this sounds like what Nickelodeon does with the NFL, right? Like, you ever see that thing? It's every Wednesday they have that cool show off. where it's a lot of animated stuff and then they do the extra graphics on some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Fun. Yes, yeah. it's good to bring in a, a different a different crowd, different different age group. I think right. Nate Burleson hosts that. Yeah, he absolutely does. And it's a, it's a smart thing to do. You're bringing in your next generation of fans, right? That's, that's the way you want to do that. All right, more calls to get to, 800-919-3776. Damon in West Orange. Damon? Um, good afternoon, Bart. Good afternoon, Han. What's up? Um, good, good. I've been a fan of you guys' show since uh, literally day one. You guys get me through my workday five days a week. So just thank you so much for that. And please don't just Sorry, I'm sound nervous. Um, please don't ever change, you guys. So, Thank um, you. Big up. No problem. no problem. So, um, I am happy about Chef coming back on like a you know low risk, high reward type of deal. But um, I agree, our wide receivers, our wide receiver situation still needs like a whole lot of help. Like, I'm talking, we need that bona fide number one guy. You know, the guy that's gonna consistently command a double team type. And honestly, I don't want OBJ or Adam Thielen because like for me, those are both like just bona fide number twos. And it's like, well. We already have four number twos on our team right now. You know, Chef, we re-signed Hodgins. You know, both um, the Ricky Robinson and Colin Johnson both come back from injury. So it's like we have four number twos right there. we got to get that bona fide number one guy. And um, you guys said on Friday, Han, about us probably drafting, and yeah. I agree with that. Kid from TCU. And pro- yeah. yeah and, um, TCU, yeah. I like to take it a step further. Now, I can understand that this sounds a little crazy, but – I personally would not have an issue with it if we were to use the first and the second round pick on wide receiver. Take two, take two shots at getting that number one guy because it's like, well, what would the worst case scenario be there? We just end up with, what, two strong number twos? But it's like, well, three and four guys I mentioned are coming back off injury, so things yeah, could get problem, crazy. Only, like, problem with that, only problem with that is you have other needs, and when you get two wide receivers and they end up both being twos, it's hard to get rid of one of them. Like, you end up with that. You know what I mean? Like, that that can be that can be dicey when you have other areas, especially uh, on the defensive side of the football, that you have to address. But I get what you're saying. It's the idea of uh, let's let's find one and hope we hit. But if you if you lose your late first, that's like 25th pick. You can mm-hmm. you can get yourself you can get yourself a good a good wide receiver if that's what you're looking for. If you if you're looking for that there, but you know there's other ways that you can get one through a trade 
and there's stuff to watch. And Bart might be against it, but I'm telling you, if one of those guys out of the out of Denver is available, I think you make the move. I mean, to bring Ju- that guy Judy, in. Judy is yeah. there. Uh, Judy is there. He's young enough. Allen Robinson is kind of long in the tooth. Yeah. If I can get a guy like Judy or Sutton, maybe maybe Sutton, but I like Judy a lot better. He's like a CD Lamb. He has a lot of drop issues, but not you know not too crazy. Right. Yeah. Remember that was the big issue for him a couple of years ago. Maybe he'll be better at being interviewed too. You never <laughs> know. We have we that experience it. with him. We we got when we come back we got our first domino that dropped too. You got a domino to drop? Yep. Why are you teasing it? Oh, okay. Well, uh Hargrave from Philadelphia is now a San Francisco 49er mm. at four years, eighty million dollars. So now that just lets you know that Deron Payne got paid, I believe, a little bit over twenty million dollars. He's a lot uh-huh. younger than um than Hargrave, who had um eleven sacks from the inside. So now you talk about that defensive line of you know, San Francisco just continue to get better, and it's going to be probably because they don't have to pay a quarterback. And the, and the Eagles, you know, trying to keep that core of that championship from a couple of years ago, the older guys, uh, Lane Johnson, we know that, that uh, um, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey yep. has just agreed. And Brandon uh, Graham to an extension last as well. week. So yep. I wonder what happens to Fletcher Cox because you're going to need some depth. That's the one that I don't know if he's going to come back. Yeah, but but with Hargraves off the board, you still kind of need some D tackle depth. It depends on a guy who's made a lot of money if he's willing to do what Brandon Graham did because Brandon Graham mm-hmm. is worth more than six million dollars, but he's thirty four years old, I believe. Cox is is that expensive as well? I mean, about thirty one years old. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN. And Rogers wait continues for the Jets, for the Jets fans, for the Packers and their fans, Alan Lazard, who might go with him or maybe go somewhere else. So we'll yeah. keep an eye certainly on that. But again, you know, just this is the legal tampering part of things and things happening here and there, some rumors, anything significant, we certainly will tell you about. But in the meantime, in the meantime, Bart, as we are now halfway through the show, it is time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. So it is March Madness. It is tournament time. And while the NCAA tournament bracket is out, when you scan it, where's Fordham? Where's Rutgers? <laughs> the one local that does make the dance. Iona. And Rick Pitino at 70 years old. You can say what you want about him. Coach All the circles. stuff that has followed him around his career. That man wins basketball games. And he wins them to a point that after St. John's, once again, did not reach the tournament. Didn't really have a – had such an up-and-down season. Ended up losing in the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament. They are, according to sources – after firing Mike Anderson, the head coach for the last four seasons, they are expected now, according to, again, source telling ESPN, to turn to the New York native, Rick Pitino, to try to lure him from Iona and coach St. John's. Here's Pitino, who's right in the midst now of taking his team that won the MAC to the tournament, having to discuss these rumors. 
I don't know. I'm going to, I wanted, at one time we, there was talk about a, an extension, new contract and so on, it didn't work out, but that doesn't mean, uh, there's no hard feelings. Uh, if anything, it's the opposite, there are great feelings. So, I don't know, at the end of the year, I'll look at certain situations. You know, I haven't, even though I'm local, I bet I haven't been in St. John's campus in 30 years. I couldn't even know, I don't even know how to get there. I'd have to use navigation. So, you know, it's not as, as easy a, as people think. Doesn't sound like he's saying no, though, Bart. Sounds like he's saying he. the way he answered that was, let's keep the conversation going, shall we? Absolutely. That's exactly what it sounded like to me as well. So, listen, you know, listen, he's a great coach coaching circles around these guys. You know he wants to get back to the big time. That's literally what Where he started in the Big East. Right. With, so he, with Providence. He, he definitely wants to get back there at all costs. I guarantee you that. We shall see. And for St. John's? They they need to go with a name like that and try to bring some energy and enthusiasm and like just some glitz and glamour. Right. I mean to, to this to this program that just has been relatively dormant in such a long time. I mean they've had some success here and there, but it just hasn't felt the same. And boy, bringing him back into the Big East and also having him coach, you know, in New York. This is again, he's a New Yorker, New York native. I mean, it, it would uh, it'd be pretty dramatic. We'll see if they end up doing it. It's going to cost them. It ain't going to be cheap. You know that. But we shall see. But he's still got business to get done with the Iona Gales as they are now in the tournament. And they will, let's see. Oh, they've got UConn. They are the 13th seed, and they face UConn in the first round. All right, moving on in audio files. So you know how things go these days, Bart, when it comes to young athletes. It's Twitch is where you can interact with people. It's no yeah. longer like in the club or on the street. Now it's just, you know, jump on. I'm going to play Overwatch. Let me just jump on and see what's happening with some guys. So Luka Doncic, who's a gamer at heart, even though he's, you know, he's just a 23-year-old kid, he might be a superstar, but sometimes he just wants to just join a game and play. And you know what happens? You get on the game and it's like, hey, who are you? What are you all about? This exchange that some some of these gamers had with him is hilarious because they literally didn't know who he was to a point where he had to use a famous basketball phrase to basically acknowledge, yeah, that's who I am. Take a listen. Yeah, any hobbies, Donatello? Yeah, I play basketball. Okay. Well, you go to a gym You're or Donatello. you play the team? Dallas Mavericks. You're on the Wait, Mavericks. What? Wait, like yeah. varsity or? No, no, real. <laughs> Wait, Really? <laughs> When's your birthday? 28th of February. Wait, I Googled that. You're actually right. I know. Well, he thought he was lying. I'm him. He said, I'm him. He said, I Googled that, and that's right. So he, but here at Mavericks, the guy goes, Varsity. <laughs> Tell me you never played sports before without telling me you never played sports before. Oh, but but then the dude probably went and Googled Luca Dunst. He's going, wait, wait, Mavericks, is this Luca? So he looked it up, and Set then he fast. said, what's your birthday? And the fact that he said it so quick, he's like, yep, that's correct. You must be. And he goes, yeah, I'm him. Oh, that's funny. Did he say his name, by the way? Was his handle Donatello? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it rolling here. Your Mets, Brandon Nimmo, eight years, $162 million that he shined in the offseason. So the first-round pick now essentially becomes a Met for life, and he's certainly loving that. And the Mets are too. But with Brandon Nimmo, with everybody right now playing in the, in the World Baseball Classic, he had the opportunity to do it, and he said no. Here's him explaining why. 
The most important thing for me right now is being on the field and ready for opening day when the Mets go. Like, that's my most important thing right now is the Mets. I want to win a World Series, and maybe they, that makes me, you know, a bad person that I, I, I would rather win a World Series than a, than a WBC right now. Like, that, that's where I'm at in my career. Steve's invested a lot into this team. I just want to make sure that I'm on the field and doing everything that I can to try and keep that, you know, keep his investments on the field and trying to win that World Series that he wants. And that's from SNY. You like that attitude from him? I mean, doesn't want to risk anything, wants to only focus on the Mets and the WBC's nice, but I got bigger things to do with this franchise that just invested in me. How do you feel about that, Bart? That's, that's really what it's all about. I mean, I get nervous watching Shohei Otani out there with Japan, knowing that he got a bag coming, and you can hurt yourself at any time. You know what I mean? It was you – know, amazing that he's out there willing to risk that and I understand that he loves his country man but you know your first obligation is to your team and your team yep. is the one who's giving you money and in, until you feel comfortable about everything I don't know if I can do that I, I thought I think it's a great attitude I mean again the WBC is nice it kind of generates some nationalism within the sport where you get players from different countries that can play together and some pride in it as well it's not a big you know, they, they try it as Olympic sport. It's not enough of, a, of an international sport to do it. But here, in this type of a setting, it's fun. It's fun. But if you're a player and you're all about one thing, this is spring training right now. I don't want to get into all that. I want to focus on what I got to be. And Nemo's always really been that guy. He's Johnny Hustle. You know, he's the one that sprints right. to the outfield. He's the one that sprints off the field. When, he, when they called him up, I'll never forget, he called up, and his eyes were so wide when he got there. Like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm in the show. Like, you could just see what it meant to him. So he's wired a little different, wired a little different, and, uh, and it was an interesting answer that he gave on that front. All right, last but not least, teased it, so let's get to it because I can't wait for you to hear this. So as you're seeing, the Jets are trying to get Aaron Rodgers, right? The Dolphins making additions that they're making. The rest of the AFC all trying to do different things. And then there's the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills now have been supposed to be the it team for the last three seasons. And each time they have run into the wall and have not been able to get through to the Super Bowl. And Stefan Diggs, this is something that I've, I found this really interesting. So on the shop, the podcast, here's Stefan Diggs expressing some frustration with the Bills' inability to get it done in the postseason. Y'all team is so f-ing good. What you think y'all missing in Buffalo to get y'all over there? It doesn't make sense. Like, I will wreck my brain with this at this point because my first year I got there, we went to the AFC Championship. So if you really look at the grand scheme of things, like Minnesota sent me to Buffalo not not to have a, the career that I've been having. No. You know what I'm saying? You think, when people think of Buffalo, for example, you know, remember A.B. Oma got traded to Buffalo? Totally. He, he was like, that's fake news. No, he really did get traded. He just yeah. was like, I ain't, I ain't, oh, I ain't going <laughs> <laughs> so for me, uh, I felt like they sent me there for like, you know what I'm saying, for shit not to go well, in my opinion. The next year we lose by what, 13 seconds? You know what I'm saying? Little shit like this is like. This was your third year in Buffalo? This is my past third year. And then this year we lose. And what are you missing to get over the hump in your back? Are you missing anything? Is it execution? Like, what do you think? I think it's more execution than anything. It's small little pieces on why shit not going right. And I'm like this. You can wreck your brain. Like, we got the players. We got the plays. Why shit ain't coming together? And I'm like, that's when you draw someone's question. And I never want to question who I am. I never want to question how I am. I'm giving everything I got. I'm dying on the hill of that. He Man. certainly sounds, I mean, when you hear that, right now, like, you could see, if that's what he's saying in the offseason, just imagine 
this year coming up, it feels like, all right, after three misses, I mean, can he get to a point where he's like, you know what, ain't going to happen here? I mean, I think he's already there. I mean, you heard Brandon Bean talk about the extension that they gave to Josh Allen yep. and the frustration level there just from a general manager standpoint. So, when you think about the other, you know, the alternative, they paid by Miller. I know it was a front-loaded contract, but you can't just get rid of him this year, and he's coming off of a knee injury. They're going to lose Tremont Edmonds. They're going to lose Poirier. How's that team and defense going to look, especially when they don't even have a damn coordinator? Like, coordinator so, left, they got to start all over again, so that continuity is starting to go, and that's what it's all about. He said he's been there for three years, so they've been actively trying to win for three years. Oh, yeah. Went to the and they've come very close. Right. They've come and, close, but they haven't gotten it done. So, all right, but you know players better than anyone. You know how the locker room works. You understand this stuff. When you hear a teammate expressing things the way he's expressing, and I understand in these settings, in these podcasts, it's very loose, it's very relaxed, and it's very revealing to hear players talk this way because a lot of times media scrum in the locker room, he ain't saying this, yeah, but he's saying it on a podcast, which is very revealing. Would you look at that as something as, you know what, the clock's ticking in Buffalo? Would oh, you see, would you feel that way? Because I'll tell you what, you think he wouldn't want to go to Dallas? But it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a contract. You know, you know he could be a cap casualty next year. They got to you know figure out Gabe Davis, yep. and they got to try and pay pay him or let him go as well. Ed Oliver is in the same situation as Quentin Williams, right? Where you just saw you know Hargrave just got twenty million dollars a year. Uh, the Ryan Payne got a little bit more than twenty million dollars a year. So if you had to pay some of these guys, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. And unfortunately, you can't keep up with everybody. And I think that they had their window, and their window was closed, and they have wow. to recognize that. I mean, remember the Jets for a minute when we paid for everybody, we, we had a three-year window. Yep. And, you know, we didn't make it in those three years. Went to two FC championships, got right there at the doorstep to the Super Bowl, couldn't get her done. And, you know, we had to come back, and had to, they still been rebuilding ever since then. They, they rebuilt a little bit with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, but really haven't had the success that they, they, that they wanted. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. But we have some news here. So as the Jets wait on Aaron Rodgers, another quarterback might be off the table. Jimmy Garoppolo, according to reports, is closing on a deal with the Raiders. So, yeah, see, remember, he was getting interest from the Raiders. He was getting interest from the Texans. But now it sounds like his choice will be to reunite with Josh McDaniels and go to Vegas. Big news there. And again, if you're the Jets, that's another one gone. So Carr and now Jimmy G seems to be also off the table. It really is leaving the Jets in a situation where they are they are hoping and praying that Aaron Rodgers has the mutual interest that they believe he does, and eventually he will be a Jet. But boy, that's that's pretty big news right now on this day. Yeah, that's man, that's 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 putting all your eggs in one basket now. Absolutely. Now, now you have to be thinking if you're the Jets, what do I do as far as um, contingency plan? Contingency plan has to be okay. Now I have to start kicking the tires on. I have to start kicking the tires on. Um, well, you got to either Stafford. go all in on Lamar Jackson, or you see if 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 Stafford, if the Rams, because the Rams already denied that they were going to trade him. Yeah. But if, but you, as you said, there's always a price, especially with a team that looks like that they are, all the picks that they got rid of, they got to try to recoup. You've got picks. 
Yeah, and you I can help know, them. And I don't know how you go all in with Lamar Jackson because you talk about not wanting to play the waiting game. That thing, listen, they got up to June 2nd to, to, to try and get an extension. They're going to exhaust everything before they decide to move on with them. They're going to negotiate with them. So you won't have finality for, for that for a while either. And then where are you at? We, you know, even though Tennessee seems like they're trying to get rid of everybody, but even with that, you still got to ask yourself, you know, like what's going to happen, you know, with Ryan Tannehill. They may still decide to keep Ryan Tannehill, and he's in the last year of his deal, which normally means that you would try to be willing to get rid of somebody. Mm-hmm. But but they said they weren't. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So, the like, Titans now are, Ryan yeah. Tannehill, so now you're stuck with nothing. So, listen, I, I wish he'll just quit playing around or whatever's going on and announce what he's going to do. But like I said, you know, easy for us to say, you know what I mean, because we wanted to fit in, 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 in between the time that we're talking about. In our show, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> well, again, so Adam Schefter now also with the tweet, uh, as as per he and his reporting and Diana Rossini, um, that Jimmy Garoppolo is signing with the Las Vegas Raiders. And so he reunites with Josh McDaniels, who's the head coach of the Raiders. Of course, they were together with the New England Patriots. And now another quarterback is off the table for the Jets as they wait for Aaron Rodgers' decision on whether or not he wants to be a Jet or he wants to be retired. 800-919-3776 is the number. Sam's in Queens. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? All right, man. Love your show. You guys do do one hell of a job, man. Stay real like y'all been doing. Appreciate do it. Do me a Thank favor. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to tell the Jets to leave Aaron Rodgers where he at. All right, why don't they offer um, Lamar Jackson a five-year contract, four first four years guaranteed, team and player option for the fifth year, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five million, and give up two draft picks instead of waiting for this waiting game with Rodgers. Uh, if that's the case, give Colin Kaepernick another tryout. Rodgers is sickening with this. It is played out. Well, Kaepernick, one, hasn't played in probably five years. And when he was playing, he had diminished significantly. Now, the the game has came back a little bit better towards his skill set. But you can't expect a guy at that point who's turned the clock off, and in my opinion, off, to come back and play football. I mean, come on, man. Like, we talking about Odell Beckham trying to come back after, you know, being injured and being gone away from the game. It's uh, – I, I just in the Lamar Jackson thing, that's going to take time. That's not going to happen today. And then you stuck with nothing. You can't wait to the last minute. Like free agency. Yeah, the problem that everybody needs to understand is the Lamar Jackson situation goes like this: the Jets could negotiate with him and come up with a contract that he is willing to sign, but it does not guarantee you that you get Lamar Jackson. Why? Because as the rules state in the in the non-exclusive franchise tag is that the Ravens have the ability to match what he agrees with an opposing team, and they keep him. So they could also work out a trade because, you know, you don't want a player that no longer wants to be there or anything like that. But the reality is the Ravens can play this like, go ahead, let's see what your market value is. Get the best offer you can. And whatever it is, we'll keep it. We'll we'll keep you. So, like, it doesn't – for everybody needs to understand this so we don't start getting into this. You can't guarantee getting Lamar Jackson. It would be a gamble as well. That's what makes this right now so tenuous. Adam Schefter saying Jimmy G is getting three years 
at is is that I can't read that. That's too small. Is that sixty seven and a half million dollars over that's three? Nothing. So thirty four million of the sixty seven point five is guaranteed. It's peanuts. Yeah, on my screen, I'm sorry, guys. That's just really small on uh, on my laptop. But still, yeah, that's that's a very which is around. I think what they were saying that's what I said, that he was going to get. It's probably incentive laden, right? Obviously, incentive laden. So again, Raiders get their quarterback. They get some familiarity there. We'll see where it goes for them. And Jimmy G gets another chance to be a starter somewhere else. But in the meantime, the Jets now lose another option off the board. Derek Carr, Jimmy G, those two names that we brought up a lot, they're both gone. And you're still waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Christopher, on the BQE, not interested in Aaron Rodgers, are you, Christopher? Um, hey, how you guys doing, man? Thank you All for right. taking my call. Uh, yeah. Long, long-time Jet fan, long-time listener. Appreciate you. Um, I'm really not. And here's the thing. Okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but just hear me out here. We're going to find out a lot about Aaron Rodgers' character in the next two weeks. And the reason why is this. This dude's whole thing is alternative lifestyle, ayahuasca, hiding in hobbit holes, big one I'm going to finish with here, anti-vax. Dude's an anti-vaxxer. So either he's going to tell the world all that's a lie and literally be owned by a vaccine maker, or... Or he's going to hold out until they continue to lose people, continue to lose people, and pull some wackadoo Aaron Rodgers. I just pulled the wool over the eyes of a company I can't stand, well, and I'm right, retiring. Christopher, let me just point something out, that Woody Johnson, they, they don't own Johnson & Johnson anymore. Right. He's not connected with he Johnson & Johnson He hasn't connected forever. Yeah, that's a family thing. That's where their wealth came from. But he, They've yeah, been so that. Yeah. So and why, not, why would you do all that just so I can say, oh, look what I did with the uh, anti-vax boy, that, people? That's a lot of effort, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a maniacal effort, you would think, at that point. And, yeah. I mean, look, we're all into the conspiracy theories thing. So I, I like the I like the fact that Christopher just tried to be creative there. Yeah, that's DEFCON zero yeah, right there. Yeah, that, that's heavy. So, all right. So let's see. A lot of people are going to want to talk about this, so we'll keep this conversation going. I do want to get into the Knicks and things that happened last night and, and going forward as well because a lot of Knicks fans yesterday. I love it. Here in L.A., Bart, it was great. So many fans that I ran into that are Knicks fans that live out here or out here on the West Coast, they do listen to us. They listen to us on the stream. A lot of guys were saying that. A couple of people said they were going to call in, but all their whole thing was, man, I can't wait to hear you talk about this game, what a game, and all that other stuff. So we got to get to it. I understand the Rodgers stuff is definitely front and center. A lot of the NFL free agency stuff going on right now, obviously front and center. But we will get into some Knicks coming up next. Oh, wait a minute. There's more? Yeah, there's something more here. How about this, Bart? Bombshell. The Dolphins are giving Mike White a two-year deal, $16 bucks. Makes sense. Mike White leaves the Jets for Miami. It only gets worse. So now, not only do you – We knew Mike White wasn't coming back. But still, your yeah, options – Is two, two years what? It's two years – it's just $16 million. That's still $8 million to be a backup. But, but, but still – he probably going to play because two But you got to love the Dolphins and just, you know, like, all right, let's take another option away. Wow. Oh, baby. How's your anxiety level, Jets fans? Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.